What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. An interesting thing happened to me. Um, well, let me rephrase that. I witnessed a very interesting thing that I wanted to shed some light on and reflect on out loud that I wasn't able to do so at the moment. I went to the Church of God in Christ Auxiliaries in Ministry Convention in Columbus, Ohio. And for those of you who might be listening who are not a part of the Church of God in Christ, the Auxiliaries in Ministry Convention is uh, a uh, umbrella convention that hosts five uh, auxiliaries who essentially are having leadership and development academies simultaneously with group services. So uh, the AIM family includes the music department, the youth department, the mission department, the evangelism department, and the Sunday school department. So five uh, different uh, departments are all simultaneously having conventions, training opportunities, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of movement and things happening in very large convention centers, and this happens annually. During the uh, convention, uh, there are several uh, sort of events or activities that are taking place um, outside of these conventions, and one in particular is a prayer room. So there's a prayer room going on, um, essentially sometimes around the clock, but definitely during like the prime sort of daytime areas where people can go in um, at their leisure. And I don't mean to use that word too casually, but they can go in at their leisure to pray. And when they get done praying, they can leave and go on about their business. It's their choice. So I got in there. Um, someone that I respect uh, is leading the, the room. And there came a time for a transition between prayer warriors. So uh, the leader uh, asked if there were prayer warriors who had signed up to be in the prayer room uh, from Ohio. Uh, and there was a woman who had come in there slowly and she raised her hand and said, well, I signed up because I think she said something like she signed up to be loyal to someone who had asked her who she respected. Uh, but there's something that she said that like really took the rumor back. She said, I signed up to come in and pray. But when I got in here and I heard other people praying, I immediately decided that I am inadequate with, I mean, this is my own terminology. I can't remember what she said specifically, but in a nutshell, she said, I started feeling inadequate about my ability to pray at the level for which you all are praying. Therefore, I'm not going to pray, although I signed up to pray. And so she's telling the prayer leader this and almost naturally, because let me and I, I don't want to make this a Bible lesson because, but I think this is important. 
if impossible, prayer is communion with God, right? And I always say this, and I think it's a it's, it's a good thing to reflect on. If you know me, Dominique Bomanta, you know how I think, you know my mannerisms, you know how I act, you know the things that I like. The more you spend time with me, the more you're going to know those things. And the more you know about me, the more uh, in turn you adjust your behavior, you adjust your uh, sense of humor. You make a lot of adjustments to accommodate what you know about me. So in other words, it's impossible to be around me and not know my character and not make adjustments to who you are to accommodate who I am and vice versa. Prayer positions us to know the character of God in a deeper way. It's impossible to be in fellowship with Christ, to be uh, in deep communion with him and not know him and who he is. So when you are in consistent communication with God, there's some things that when you hear them, they're going to quick they're going to click immediately. So the person who's leading the prayer immediately says, you need to repent for the spirit of pride. Now, check this out, y'all. The woman just said she didn't feel, she felt like she did not have what it took to pray. Because when she walked into the room and heard other people praying, she began to feel a sense of insignificance because she essentially was measuring her ability to pray against what she had heard. The person who listened to her said to her, you need to repent for thinking of yourself as inadequate. And right away, like I got it right away. I knew where she was going. And I think most people in the room did because so the, the, the woman, I guess she thought maybe, okay, so give, me, give me a second chance. So she started to um, approach the front and I think she thought she was going to pray, and the person who was leading the group said, no, I'm serious. You need to repent. And she began to explain, and I think that's where the Lord was like really ministering to me. Uh, and I was thinking about sometimes the attitude that we have um, around insignificance and the things that we say that we won't do or that we can't do or we decide uh, that aren't going to be a part of who we are. This was her response. She said, when you deny yourself the opportunity to be used by God, you're operating in pride. Because what you're doing is you're making assessment about your ability rather than making an assessment about God's ability. Leading prayer is not about you. So it's not about how you measure against someone else or how someone else's prayer life makes you feel. It's about your ability to create communion with God um, and it's an extension of who you are in the spirit, right? Like it's an extension of your relationship that you have with him. It's not difficult for me. I don't need to have rehearsal to pray out loud because I have a regular, uh, consistent prayer life where I go to the Father in prayer. So I, I don't really need to have a list of things that I want to say, although sometimes that's helpful. Uh, because I am already in fellowship with Christ. And so the leader said, you know, you really need to repent because you are 
making the opportunity that you have to pray for other people all about you. And y'all, that was quite remarkable to me. It was really eye-opening to me. It was really an opportunity for deep reflection because I can recall many times where I denied opportunity to participate in things, where I took a back seat or where uh, there are things that I could have done that I decided not to do because I was so lost in myself. And sometimes what we think is like, well, I'm not full of myself or, or I have low self-esteem, so I can't be arrogant or I can't be prideful because, you know, I, I'm the opposite of arrogant. And no, sometimes anything that stands in the way of God's ability to speak to and through you, like is can, can be considered pride or the root of it can be pride because when you are positioned to do something for God, our prayer really should be that God do it through us, not that we do it ourselves, that God do it through us. When we preach or sing or teach or whatever it is we're called upon to do, it's really important for us to make a reflection. Number one, I think we always need to ask ourselves, who am I doing this for? Like who ultimately gets the glory out of the decision or the action that I'm going to take? If especially if you're doing it within the realm of ministry, if Jesus is not the answer to that question, you're doing it for the wrong reason, right? And I understand that we live in a very performative culture, right? Where everybody, even as a preacher, if I'm being honest, when I am preparing to minister, sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm not, preparing to perform or to make a presentation, but I am actually preparing my vessel so that God can speak through me. And if I lose sight of that, then what happens is I become a person full of pride, right? And so I'm very careful about how I even prepare to minister because I don't want to get so lost in the flesh that I start thinking about, you know, well, how am I going to tune up or how's this going to sound or how's this going to be received? Those are tricks of the enemy. And my need to be affirmed even by other humans is a trick of the enemy, right? Because if God gives me something that he wants me to say, right? If he, if he empowers me with a word to share with others, the way that they interpret it is not my problem. Right? Like, I mean, yes, of course, naturally. Uh, naturally, you want to be effective, right? Naturally, you want to be someone who communicates well and gets the message across. Naturally, you want to operate well in your gifts and callings to the point where all the opportunities are open up to you. You want to hone in on your craft. You want to be the best that you can be. I do not, I, I, I don't have anything against that. Um, but the ultimate opportunity that we're presented with when we get to go forth in our gifts and talents is to bring God glory, right? And so even when I shy away from the opportunity to do something because I feel insignificant, if God has put, if I trust God to feed me with what to say and how to say it, and I 
I'm I'm magnifying him even in my choice, right? What I'm saying is that me naturally, Dominique Guamante, I identify as an introvert. That's sometimes hard for people to understand how I can be an introvert. And it's interesting because every time somebody goes into this lengthy dissertation about how they see me as a person who's very outgoing, it's an opportunity for me to really reflect on the goodness of God because how people perceive me and how I actually feel are two different things, right? But it's important for me not to get locked up in how I feel so that I miss the opportunity to do what it is that God has entrusted with me to do. So to be honest, it's a war, right? Like it's a war. Every day we make the decision to show up in a certain way, to be a certain person, to exercise a certain gift. And quite frankly, it's easier said than done. And external factors really impact our ability to do what we're supposed to do, right? Like even though we want to shy away, especially in ministry, away from being performative, the reality is that people clapping and affirming us and saying that we did a good job and encouraging us, those things help us to continue. And we do get affirmation from God. He does encourage us and he does push us, but we've become so acquainted with the the world's system of affirmation that we even look for that first. One of the things that I have been trying to pray, particularly in my ministry um, around preaching, is that God would confirm and affirm that he has spoken to me and that what he has called me to say, I'm saying it with power and with clarity to bring him glory. Right. So that's really important to me because I don't want to be speaking and teaching in vain. I don't want to have opportunities where I'm just doing things because preachers do them or because I'm supposed to do it because somebody thinks that I speak well. I want to uh, really dig deep into what it means to have maximum impact in when, when opportunities present themselves. So this woman came into the prayer room. She heard a sound that was unfamiliar to her that somehow communicated to her that the opportunity which she had already signed up for, somebody had already validated and affirmed for her, she had decided that she was insignificant. Now, I had to leave this event. I was unable to stay um, to the end, but I'd seen the presenter later on, and I asked the presenter if she eventually allowed that person to pray after she, the coordinator, had prayed for that person. She was like, no way. I didn't allow her to pray. And the reason why she didn't allow her to do it is because she came with the wrong spirit. She came reveling in her flesh about something that was a God-ordained opportunity for her. So our prayer has to be that we don't miss opportunities that God has for us because we're stuck in pride. The pride that causes us to think of ourselves as bigger or greater than we are, and the pride that causes us to feel insignificant even though we have been called and chosen. And so the choice that we are presented with is when God decides to use you, how will you respond to the opportunity to be used by him? Will you be like the woman um, in this particular setting who decided that in comparison to other people, she was insignificant? Listen, 
you're never going to be other people. You're never going to have the capacity to do it the way that other people are. Now, if you decide that you want to be a carbon copy of your favorite preacher or a carbon copy of your favorite prayer warrior or a carbon copy of somebody that you really enjoy, if you've made that determination in your life, then you know what? With work ethic, you will likely reap what it is that you sow. But if you decide in your heart of hearts that there is a calling on your life and that there is something specific that God wants you to do, and you decide to do that with great intention, you decide to do that with all the power within you for which God has given you, you will be blessed because it will be hard for God to deny his blessings towards you when you are fulfilling the law of God, when you are putting yourself out there and you are trusting him enough to ask him to word your mouth, to give you the songs uh, to sing, to give you the words to say. If you decide in your heart of heart, that you want to yield to God's plan for your life, that comes with a sacrifice, a sacrifice which means sometimes you're going to have to do things that you don't feel like doing. You're going to have to position yourself to use your resources to buy and purchase things that you don't uh, have necessarily the the ability to afford. It it takes sacrifice, right? Uh, and, and, And maybe these are things that people don't talk about, but one of the things that we for sure, for sure have to pray against is this idea that we are insignificant after God has called us. It's almost, my friends, a slap in the face when we have already been empowered, we have already been gifted with these gifts and talents, and then we are presented with the opportunity to expose and share and execute in those. We come up with 99 excuses as to why we cannot do what other people see in us, but even if they don't, what God put in us. And so we have a challenge, right? We have a challenge. We have the challenge of figuring out how we're going to walk fully in God's will, how we're going to bring him glory with every opportunity that is presented to us, no matter what other people think, no matter what other folks are saying, we have to make that determination in our heart. And I believe that in prayer and fasting and and going before the throne of grace, I believe that he will in time reveal himself according to what it is that we ask him to reveal, right? Our faith positions us to ask God for the answer to our questions. And then God, um, I believe, um, as a result of our faith, decides, you know what? My son, my daughter is waiting to hear from me, and they have made a petition to me that they could very well get uh, the answer from a soothsayer. They could go uh, to a psychic. They could call uh, an older parent or sibling. They could find opportunities to secure uh, information in whatever way they want, but they have chosen to come to me, to come to the throne of grace, to obtain mercy, and as a result of that, I'm going to bless them with the answer to their inquiry. I'm going to bless them with even more than that help in areas for which they need help. Okay. I I, I didn't intend to um, overdo this, um, but I wanted to just share that experience um, and let you know that if he called you to it, he will bring you through it. That's the end of the story. If he anointed you, then you are 
anointed to do it. And you don't need to second guess yourself because you're not actually doing it. He has decided that you, a chosen vessel, you are the, the person that he believes he has faith that he can use to execute his will on earth. And that ought to make you excited. That ought to make you praise the Lord. Again, you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. My name is Dominique Pomonte. I'm your host, and I pray that you will share this episode with others that you know. I pray that you will follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at SWS the podcast. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at SWS podcast. I also have a Facebook group, a Seasoning with Salt podcast for you to check out. You can go to my website, Season with Salt podcast.com. Uh, or you can go to dominiquebomonte.com forward slash season with salt. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen uh, to what I have to share today. I appreciate it. I love you. And I pray that you'll share it with someone else that you think it'll be valuable to and for. God bless you. Season with salt. With salt.